0: So this week, uh, we have someone super exciting, uh, someone that I used to work with. Uh, he's young, full of energy, super visionary, uh, from agency life, going into going into startup. Uh, Piotr is an amazing guy. This is a nice picture of him, good-looking guy. Uh, let me start off first with my intro. <laughs> Alright, cool. I'm just gonna get Piotr right away, straight in. Yo, man, what's up? Hey, how you doing,
1: dude?
0: I'm good, man. I'm good. So, before we start anything, like all the advice and your story and stuff like that, the number one question that people always ask me about you, and I get asked a lot of this, right? Like, how the fuck do you say his name? Can you tell us your full name?
1: <laughs> so, my full name is Piotr Alexander Jakubowski, right? Okay. And... Piotr is uh, the, uh, the, the, the Polish version of Peter um, and uh, I was Peter up until about first or second grade and then I came home to my mom one day and I was like I don't want to be Peter anymore my name is Piotr and I'm just going to go with Piotr nice. so uh, you know one of, one of the benefits of this has been any time there was a roll, roll call in school it was always a pause, so I knew that my name was coming up because the teacher would be like,
0: "How <laughs> oh, the fuck
1: I say this?" And I'll be like, "Yep, I'm here."
0: No, but tell us, like, uh, I know this about you, right? Uh, you, although you were Polish, you were brought up in Indonesia. How did that happen?
1: So my parents moved to Indonesia in uh, 1983, right? Um, so my uh, actually my grandfather got a job teaching at the international school in uh, in Jakarta and uh, and my mom followed him got a job there as well and then um, and then my dad uh, my dad also moved and started a business so uh, uh, so yeah that was what 30 37 years ago and uh, they actually uh, they actually still live in uh, in Jakarta so you kind of you kind of fall in love with the place we were talking right before uh, you came on you know you live in in Singapore right now but man there's parts of Jakarta that you miss. of
0: course of course I, I missed the place that we were in Sinopati in uh, south of Jakarta that's amazing uh, and, and yeah, yeah. Piyo, just tell us like you know your background as well like uh, I know I've known you when you were in Leobanet and then you went to VML and just tell us how you got into uh, this whole marketing advertising space
1: So, I mean, I kind of knew I wanted to do something creative back in high school, right? And uh, I started collecting absolute vodka ads. Um, And I don't know, there was just something about it. It There was a certain aesthetic to it that I really, really liked. And, uh, you know, I tried my hand at a couple of different, uh, I don't know, creative pieces, if you will. And, uh, you know, the one that I kind of uh, fell in love with was photography Um, and, you know, Believe me, in the beginning, my uh, my my photography work was uh, was was really terrible. But I joined. I don't know if you've. Uh, 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 I don't know if you remember this, but there used to be a website called Deviant Art. Yeah. Yeah. So I joined Deviant Art and you know started following photographers, started posting my work, started you know uh, reading people's comments and trying trying a little bit of this, trying a little bit of that. I'm gonna just and while
0: you say talk about photography. I'm gonna show
1: everyone else your pictures. That you
0: shot recently right
1: yeah yeah so so i just started doing photography simply because it was like a, a way to capture a moment in time and there was just that kind of story behind it right and you know there's this uh, there's this incredible ability for uh, for for people to be able to you know capture that moment and uh, and have that moment represent something a feeling an emotion um, a, uh, just, just a s- simple moment in time, right? So, um, you know, I've been doing photography since I was 14. So what, it's been uh, 16 years now, and, uh, or 18 years. Um, and, um, you know, I, I did photography in college when I was, uh, uh, I worked as a photo editor, and then I started shooting weddings. Um, and, uh, and it's just been something that I've loved along the way. Um, and uh, and you know that kind of that kind of uh, uh, worked in my favor from a creative perspective, but I also really like the strategy side of things. So I actually went to school for um, I did two degrees. I did a degree in copywriting, and I did a degree in uh, business management. So uh, so I kind of had you know a little bit of uh, a little bit of both. And um, I started out my career at a small agency in Chicago, and then I moved to Leo Burnett. And um, you know, with Leo Burnett, I saw the opportunity to come back to uh, Jakarta. That was 2011, and you know, came back. Um, you know, the the uh, the head of creative or the chief creative officer is Brian Brian Capel, who is a you know a friend of yours as well. And uh, and you know busted, busted my chops there for, uh, for for a while. It was an incredible experience to uh, to, to learn about you know uh, the type of creative work that's done in Indonesia, the different types of expectations in Indonesia. Um, you know it was a it was a completely different experience to uh, uh, to working in in, uh, in Chicago. Um, and then in uh, after that, I joined uh, VML. So, uh, what was uh, your your role
0: in Leo Burnett? What was your role in Leo Burnett, and what was your role in uh, VML?
1: So, Leo Burnett, I came on as an account manager, um, and uh, and I was doing a lot of client client uh, service work, um, and you know was working with one of uh, uh, one of the one of the coolest clients that I I thought it was one of the coolest clients that I've ever worked on is uh, Coca Cola, Um, and the Coke team in Indonesia was fantastic. Um, and you know we really got to do a lot of really fun and interesting work um, and then uh, um, and then I moved into digital strategy so I was a digital strategist also at Leo Burnett and at uh, um, I had the chance to uh, lead the, uh, uh, the VML office in Jakarta so it was a GM head of digital head of office uh, position so you know we started out with four uh, four people um, it was uh uh it was it was really a a really really great uh start because we had two clients and uh and my first job was don't lose them (laughs) um that's actually the toughest uh, job
0: actually not to lose a client yeah
1: yeah um and uh and and that was you know that was that was definitely uh, an, an interesting experience because you know uh, I, I was 26, and uh, you know, I'd never run a PNL at that point And all of a sudden, you're just kind of thrown in the deep end. Um, and uh, and then it was real. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like, oh, hey, you know, if you lose this client, we'll get you another one. It's like, no, if you lose this client, you gotta figure out a way to go get another one. Uh, so at the at the end of the first six months, we actually lost one of those clients, um, and we started out, you know, the following year with one. But, you know, we uh, uh, put in the work as a team and and, and grew it quite, quite, uh, uh, quite strongly. Um, You know, uh, by the time I was uh, 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 finishing up at VML, we were working with uh, 10, 12 different clients on, you know, everything from um, social media management all the way up until digital transformation work
0: cool i've got two pieces of work so um this one's for Aqu- aqua and uh, aqua is one of your clients biggest clients there or how did that happen yeah
1: yeah aqua was so um uh, aqua was uh, uh one of the clients that uh, we actually kept uh out of those out of those first two and it was a relationship that the vml regional team had already built um, and uh, you know we had a chance to, 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 to make that relationship much bigger and over time it was fantastic because we were able to uh, to build a certain level of trust with the clients that they allowed us to experiment quite a lot in the digital space and uh, and we were able to uh, you know have a lot of fun with uh, with, with the work that we were doing. Uh, you know a lot of it was was really thinking about uh, two things right One is, how can we really address the, the the issues and the needs that the client has but two how can we do things so creative and so weird and so different that uh because remember we were unknown at that time nobody knew who who vml was um so how can we do things that are just uh a little bit more creative um so that we could try to kind of hit the hit the headlines you know to hit the press headlines a little bit uh in indonesia at least right so uh so that was really fun
0: I'm gonna play just uh, Aqua Part 1 right now. Let's uh, check it out.
2: Kita akan mengirimkan
3: gonna play Aqua Part check it out. koper yang ada to Ini koper yang 1 right now. Let's check
2: And focus. cool so that's uh, part
0: one of this aqua, aqua ad which i love a lot because you know uh selling water is not easy right and uh, i think your strategy had to be spot on and uh, I, I thought like you know di- diving into a usp of water you know like helping concentrate and all that is a is a is a good strike right
1: so, so uh, this was a this was a really really fun project. Uh, the campaign uh, was called Ada Aqua, uh, and we did this jointly with uh, YNR. So YNR was the uh, uh, the lead agency, um, and uh, the uh, the uh, strategy planner, uh, the the strategy director on the on Aqua was uh, um, you know one of the most uh, creative and brilliant people that I'd worked with, and he had. He had gone through like World Health Organization reports about hydration and all this other stuff, and he had found one little insight that said um, mild dehydration, if even five percent, causes lack of concentration and focus. And that was that was literally that line was a whole strategy for absolutely everything that we did. Nice. Um, so we started kind of trying to figure out like, okay, cool. What are some uh, what are some situations? Uh, where, uh, uh, you know, this was mostly for the ATL work, right? What were the, what were some situations in every day that, you know, small little things where you forget, right? And these could be related to, uh, um, uh, to these moments where you have a lack of concentration and focus, right? And the, and the, and the word that everybody would say is always, oh, you know, maybe you need an aqua, right? Um, and, uh, and with this online series what we were trying to do is we were trying to talk about concentration and focus as well So the video that that, uh, that we just saw was it uh, was it a, was, a, was based on a classic uh, Actually funny funny story. There's a bear in the classic video the dancing bear where you know you're supposed to uh, Follow something and something else happens, right? So uh, so after the success of the first one uh, we, we recorded this one that, uh, that, that you're just gonna show so uh, uh, This one just Spe- pay some special attention to this one because it's fun. Cool. Let's play
0: that. Transaksi kita
3: gagal. Ada penyamaran antara kalian.
2: Bukan saya, bos. Coba kamu perhatikan Jack. Kamu penyamaran.
3: Transaksi kita gagal Ada pengkhianat diantara kalian Bukan saya bos
2: Coba perhatikan Jack And dan focus cool
0: another one I love this man like it's it's uh, yeah I always tell us what happened like you know with part two out part one
1: so so we wanted to uh, uh we want to do something a little bit different right part two was like the mixing of the uh, of the suitcases um and uh, um, you know this one the team uh, the team did such a fantastic job in, in, uh, in, in trying to uh, you know figure out another way to do this and uh, you know it was a, it was it was a hit with kind of the the, the digital audience and uh, you know clients really loved it because it just hit home on this kind of uh, uh, focus and concentration um, this was a video actually uh, uh, the reason why why we had decided on having this kind of like, gangster theme was um at one point the uh, the client had mentioned something of like hey you know if these are good enough we'll put them in cinema and for a digital agency to have their work you know be considered good enough to go offline was 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 really cool so so the team was just like yeah let's have a gangster theme and let's make it a you know let's make it uh very well produced. I mean, from a craft cinematic as the well. Craft side, yeah, it was very, very, very cinematic. So, uh, you know, this was this was actually one of the shoots that I wish I had attended. I hadn't attended the shoot, but uh, but you know, I was getting WhatsApps from it, and it seemed so fun.
0: Nice. So, there's a couple of questions here. Um, the first one, of course, is uh, from uh, Roshan. He says that uh, addressed to you, Piotr, uh, getting a degree in the world of advertising, does it really help? Um yeah, I mean he's answered it a bit by saying that hands on experience is a lot better uh but yeah uh
1: well, you know the so so one of the things that uh having uh, uh having a degree let lets you do is it it kind of opens those doors as an intern along the way, right so. Uh, it, it actually gives you a little bit, a little bit more opportunity in order to come in because the advertising uh, industry, uh, I would say worldwide, is super tough. Right? It's kind of hard to get in. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's not easy. And you know, in throughout throughout uh, uh, throughout my uh, university experience, I mean, I interned at uh, McCann Erickson in uh, in Jakarta. Uh, I interned at Sachi and Sachi in New York. Um, through, you know, through the uh, events in both New York and Indonesia, I got to meet a whole bunch of people and, and you know, uh, uh, I had the opportunity to kind of uh, uh, get mentored by people uh, uh, as well. So uh, that, you know, if you show up one day to, you know, Leo Burnett and say, hey, I want to work here, it's a lot more difficult if you don't have that past experience coming in, right? It's yeah. not impossible. Uh, there are there are some people I know uh, um, uh, One of the best uh, art directors and creative directors that I worked with in Chicago never went to school, right? Uh, but he was just you know, he hustled he uh, uh, He worked on his portfolio. He worked on his book, you know, and he kind of pushed his way through uh, through smaller agencies to, to, to get in but you know, um i think i think it allows you to kind of set your foundations uh pretty well
0: i mean i had a degree in uh, digital media uh, but i've never seen it even in my first job nobody actually looked at my degree like i just went in with like you said a book or a portfolio uh, but i was a web designer so i just went in with a couple of web design stuff and they just hired me on the spot and i think i've never seen my degree for like the last 21 years you know uh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it happens a lot. So uh, from VML, right? Um, you were heading up the agency. How long did you do that?
1: Uh, I was at VML for about two and a half years. And how years. how
0: big did you grow the the, the, the team there?
1: We had um, we had close to a, about thirty people. So um, it was a, it was a medium size. We didn't want to go too big, yeah. um, and we tried to keep things uh, pretty lean. Um, you know, in, uh, in in my first full year, we became the number three agency um, based on the Campaign Asia Awards, and then um, and then in my uh, my second year, we uh, uh, we became Agency of the Year uh, in digital. So um, so you know, from a from a PNL growth perspective, it was great. We got to do a lot of really fun work. Uh, the team uh, the team got to grow uh learn quite a lot grow together and and, and build some uh, great things as well cool then moving
0: into your next role like how did that happen and your next role obviously is the Gojek one right so from yeah. from the head of VML you became uh the CMO of Gojek how did how did that yeah. happen how, how did it happen so so I've been
1: following Gojek for a while and uh you know the the the, the community in uh, in Jakarta is pretty small so um, you know, known uh, known Kevin and uh, and Nadim, um, and uh, you know every 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 once in a while we would talk about this this, this opportunity to come uh, come on board and uh, and, and, and help project grow. So at one point I was like, man, you know this is this is the time to do it now, and uh, and that was uh, that was at the beginning of 2016. So actually my my first uh, I remember like my first week in the in all the different WhatsApp groups. Uh, was the same week that the minister of Transport banned gojek oh, so uh, that's crazy. so uh, so yeah from a crisis management perspective it was like hey Piat welcome oh by the way we are illegal today and uh, and you know we we've got all this stuff to uh, uh, to, to work on so um, it was a it was a trial by fire to start and um and you know from january 2016 onwards it was uh uh it was it was an incredible journey
0: so how crazy was it right moving from hitting an agency and then uh, a couple of years in the agency industry and then moving into a, a tech startup and as a cmo from agency to marketing um what's the difference you know and what what oh, is like, the toughest thing
1: <laughs> oh, uh, everything. Everything was tough. The the, the toughest thing was uh, was really adapting to that learning curve, right? Because when when you join when you join any company that uh, uh, you know there's, a, there's 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 a change in terms of culture and environment and all this other stuff. But you know when it's a company that's growing um, a, a few hundred percent a year, um, and and you're you 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 have to kind of uh hit the ground running, uh, I would say that that was probably uh, the, the, the toughest thing because the learning curve was like this, right? So not only did did, uh, did they have to adjust to, you know now you're uh, you are the client and you know you are responsible for uh, for all these different things and it's a completely new uh, uh, it's a completely new space, at least it was for me, uh, because now analytics and data, is so much of a bigger uh, a bigger question and a bigger uh, um, a bigger opportunity, uh, particularly for marketers. So um, you know it was uh, it was it was it was tough, but um, you know sometimes you you just have to deal with it. Um, and uh, and you know the fact that that everybody was uh, uh, was really driving towards the same goals was uh, was was one of the key things to to making sure that you know we as a team. Uh, had success
0: what is the one thing like you know usually before you come into a role that's this oh i've got this vision i want to do all of these things what was it before and what did you what was the first thing that you did when you came in
1: um well i i i knew that one of the things that, that that i wanted to do was um really take advantage of the fact that gojek was an indonesian brand right and you know at that point in time both uber and grab were in the market it was a very big kind of battles over you know who's going to be the app for everybody and uh, uh and that's kind of what 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 i really wanted to do is how can we really take advantage of the fact that like we are the the most local right and how can we do that from a communication perspective um the first thing that uh uh, that that we needed to do is uh, there was a lot of organizational work that needed to get done so um you know one of the one of the interesting things about uh, about working at such a fast growing startup is that your um your organization and the way you structure an organization becomes obsolete much faster right and it becomes obsolete from a perspective of you know when you when you get to uh you know level 2 you have to move things around in order to be able to work at the same speed that you were at level 1 and then when you get to level 3 you've got to move things around again so um you know at that point we were kind of saying okay how can we make sure uh that we can do work more efficiently how can we make sure that we can make sh- uh, have a uh, work that's done equally for all of the different uh uh, uh verticals that we had and at that point that was kind of like this first uh figment of having an in-house agency right how can we do more work ourselves and i think you know you were you were certainly an an enormous part of uh of of this uh uh experience of of building an in-house agency uh because nobody in uh in, in indonesia at that point had done that right it was either uh it was either you're working with small creative studios or you're working with middle-sized agencies or you're working with you know you're your your your, your big guys yeah um so um, so you know it was kind of deciding on what that organization is and and trying to uh, trying to build it for the future.
0: Cool. I'm gonna play this first piece of work. And I remember when I when I joined you, uh, you told me a little bit about hidup Tampabatas, You know, life without limits. It was like a mantra. You know, like uh, how important was it to build? Before we get into the work, uh, how important is it to build like this vision and this mantra for the brand? Because before that, I didn't see anything. So I knew that there was one of your. Because you came in, you had this vision of building a mantra. How important was that for you?
1: It was, uh, you know, uh, unless a product or a brand doesn't stand for something, then it kind of becomes really uh, vanilla among everything else. Right. So so I think it's really important for uh, 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 and it it really doesn't matter what brand it is, any single brand, every single brand should have something that they stand for publicly and they should create the work that uh, reflects what they stand for, right? So this is this is where Hidup Tampa Batas was for us because that idea was uh, uh, the fact that, hey, you know, with all of these things that Gojek can offer you, with this toolbox for your life, if you will, of transport and food and, and delivery and shopping and massage and payments, you can do anything that you want, right? And that was kind of the mantra that we wanted to uh, push forward with.
0: Cool, I'm going to play that right now. like that you know you also when you came in you started building this whole mantra and uh, it started off with life without limits which is Hirok up and then from there uh, I feel like you know you spoke about this a little bit you know that the greatest power Gojek has in the market uh, because every app like you said uber or grab and all kind of does the same thing but the greatest uh, weapon that Gojek has is actually being Indonesian in an indonesian market which is a huge as market and in a country that people love uh, their national spirit right and being local is such a powerful weapon right uh, talk to us a little bit about the power of context and local insights and
1: how you wanted to do more in gojek you know so so i i think that you know we, we had a definite advantage in, in in that sense because we were the local brand but i also think this 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 works for for any brand is um you know, the more you understand these small little nuances of the culture that you're in, the more you can create work that resonates, right? And at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do as marketers, right? We're trying to create work that resonates. We're trying to create work that makes people say, "Hmm, okay, this is this is a product that you know stands for the same things that I do, or this is a product that I need, you know, whatever the objective of uh, of, of the campaign is." And, uh, and, and that's one of the things that we tried to really maximize uh, because you know, we, we knew that against our competitors we could never win a battle on price, right? Because you know, from a pricing perspective uh, they had more money than, the, than, than, than we did uh, almost at any single time. So you know, we, started, we started doing two things, right? One is how can we localize uh, and contextualize the work that we were doing to make it like so indonesian that like ah you know it's gojek only gojek can do things like that right kind of like kind of like you know uh when you see an ad from red bull you know they take they can take the logos off and you know that's a red bull ad because only red bull can do things like this right that's the first thing and then the second thing was uh was really uh doubling down on telling stories and storytelling because, uh, you know, uh, one of the most beautiful things of having an experience of working at a place like Gojek is the fact that by default you are impacting millions of people, uh, whether they be drivers or restaurant owners or customers, right? And you know, why not tell these stories of uh, positive transformation? I mean, some of the, I'm sure, I'm sure you had a chance to work with drivers who would come up to you and say, you know, Vijay you and the work that you did changed my life right and, and and for 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 anybody that's a that's that's a really really amazing thing right
0: cool uh, i'm gonna show this piece of work uh this tipping piece of work and uh let's talk about it right after and actually to your point you know even i have a couple of stories with the, with the drivers and i felt like that was one powerful thing but let's play this first
3: Saya
2: buka bareng Mama usahain ya Kak Sini deh kak Mama ada kado nih buat kamu
3: Yeay mau eh, Bukanya ntar ya kalau udah buka puasa Ramadhan Bulan yang ekstra spesial
2: membantu penumpang mama mudah-mudahan kakak ngerti ya
0: piece of work right uh, and um, Ramadan the summer Kojak I mean it's Ramadan now you know Hari Raya to all of those out there and uh, yeah I mean tell us a bit about drivers I think I think a lot of startups like this tech companies and all that you often forget sometimes you know you glorify the tech uh, team or the, the app or the technology behind it but the people are the, the most important like the driver in Gojek sometimes get forgotten for other brands, but I felt like Gojek was the one, that they were the heart and the soul of the brand. And then this was one example,
1: right? So one of the one of the things that we tried to do quite uh, purposefully is uh, really bringing that driver story up to, uh, uh, to people's attention. And we ended up shooting, I, I don't remember the actual amount, but, uh, but it was a very large number of personal driver stories, right? and after a while what the research uh, what the research had shown when we were doing research with Miller Brown is that um by telling these stories we kind of gave a personality to what people expected of a gojic driver um and uh, and it allowed that that uh, uh that story to permeate across uh, across all drivers uh the interesting thing about the piece of work that we just saw was that um this was a uh, so so the tipping feature at at uh, at Bojek was something that the uh, the marketing team had worked on um, in preparation for Lebaran uh, for for Ramadan right. It was actually it was actually supposed to be just a just a feature that we had uh, as part of the uh, uh, campaign. So you know this goes back to what's the main difference of uh, of, of being able to uh, work at a at a tech company is the fact that every single department technically has the opportunity to build product right it just becomes a question of how well can you actually uh, you know convince the team that a this is a great product and uh, and b you know we should build it because of ABC
0: and that's quite so, an interesting point beyond like you know coming from a creative agency in an uh, advertising world right sometimes we don't have the power to to add things to the product or the tech in your in this case right and i felt like in gojek is one place where the the team is so tight although it's a huge team that you can actually go to people like abinid go to people like kevin even the owners nadim and hey dude i've got this fucking idea and it's amazing like can you call the tech and everything's done like within one two weeks you know and that's what i felt yeah, like the, yeah. the power of gojek you know you can do things uh, to it was, your. it pro- was
1: it- it was a, uh, it was it was incredible and i mean you know uh you had to fight for it right it wasn't it, it wasn't like oh my yes. god this is the best thing ever you <laughs> had to like go back and be like you know you know t- take a little bit of this take a little bit of that you know uh, what are you going to give up if we do this because there's all these priorities and all this Correct. stuff right so uh so it's so it's a battle but like when you when you see these things i mean you know you you've also had the same experience when you see uh, ideas that that you had come to life in a product, it makes that thing so much more real. Correct. Like I had one example Um,
0: of uh, one year similar to yours where Ramadan this one was to get people to tip more for Ramadan. Uh, Based on data uh, the Ramadan campaign, one of the things that we did for the product was we found out the year before that a lot of people were using the app to go to masjid. So we told them like, what if you just put one little button up there to take you to the closest masjid? and that worked like the numbers really during ramadan everybody was using that one simple shortcut in the app and then we built billboards around that uh, the, the the little button that we created and I, I felt like you know i've never done that in other places
1: like being in the brand and, yeah. and it just shows the power of context right that was a local insight that you got from data yeah. and you guys built a fantastic uh, uh, fantastic experience out of it right
0: Correct. and I mean coming back into this driver stuff right um, I, I really appreciate you know like I, and when I came in I saw a lot of the stuff that you did uh, for drivers you and the team did for drivers and we wanted to carry uh, continue to, to do that as well so this one piece of work uh, was done uh, after uh, I, I joined and, and this piece was uh, super interesting because okay it's one of the longest Films that I've created, like it's six, seven minutes long. But what was powerful was there was a brief that came in to say that okay, we're going to open in Vietnam now. And uh, I know you were there at the same time. This was the beginning of like Go Viet, and and they wanted to say that okay, the brief was to tell the Indonesian uh, people that uh, gojek is now in Vietnam. But I was like shit instead of just doing the typical chest thump, you know, like we are finally in Vietnam and all that. I wanted to bring drivers. And these are the guys who've never been overseas before, they've never experienced, they don't even have a passport and take six rail drivers down to uh, Vietnam to experience uh, even flying, even going down there and experience COVID for the first time and this was for was me was incredible for me was uh, mind-blowing because i've never you take things for granted you take things like you know hotel buffets you know like uh, flights you know coffee in a flight you know things like that these guys have never tried it before and they it's just amazing to see some and they were so thankful they were telling me like uh, towards the end like nobody's ever done this for someone like me say what you did this like what Kojak did was like I hope like you guys uh, get all the blessings in the world because you've done something that you know no one would do for us I'm gonna play that video now Uh, please everyone just watch it as well this was done funny enough no scripting nothing uh, shot by my friend uh, Iskanda we just had a camera flew and we just documented this one week in Vietnam
3: dengan joini Gojek adanya uh, perubahan dari segi ekonomi uh, saya bisa menghidupi
1: dan mencukupi semua kebutuhan saya dan keluarga saya Saya bebas mau pulang jam berapa mau pulang jam berapa senang aja lah kita apa senang aja
3: saya pikir Gojek adalah satu perusahaan yang bisa membantu banyak orang jadi kalau misalnya Gojek ekspansi ke negara-negara lain itu hal yang sangat membanggakan buat saya setelah sekian banyak Benefit yang saya terima dari Muje dan kali ini saya diajak sama Muje kepada Pak Yatman.
2: Percaya? <laughs>
1: saya nggak pernah tahu saya mau dapat ini. Kenapa saya dapat begini? Mungkin karena dari awal mungkin bertahan. cara kita komunikasi dan gaya kita apapun hampir sama dengan indik, karena sama-sama Asia.
3: atau uh, berbeda agama tapi di sini adalah uh, kita saudara semuanya Tuh.
1: Harapannya mereka bisa datang uh, ke Indonesia. Saya juga bisa datang kembali ke sini. <laughs>
0: So I think the whole thought for that was Anna Bangsa Bisa, we started that, that whole uh, line and uh, you know a lot of people ask me always like you know what's like your the, you think your best work for a project and they think it's like the rich prime stuff or the the flower billboards and stuff like that but for me I felt like this one was the most fulfilling because I made a difference or we as a brand made a difference to the six people's life. And they've never been overseas you know like just seeing them for me was like the happiest moment just because they were happy and no no one's treated them like that you know like that was powerful um so beyond we've got this question which is quite uh, interesting right um, what would be your number one tip for someone who's moving from an agency to startup or to corporate
1: That's a great question um you know one of the things that that uh when i was at vml one of the things that i always try to remind all the account managers about was the work that we do as an agency is probably about five percent of the work that our clients do right there's about 95 percent of other stuff you know whether it's pricing whether it's you know, product development, whether it's research, whether there's all these other things, right? And I think, uh, I think as folks who work in agencies, we tend to forget about that, right? And we tend to, we tend to think that, like, you know, we're the most important, and you know, why is I've, I've worked so hard, you know, why is the client doesn't like my work because I work so hard on this stuff? And and you know, you you, you know, when you take that step back and you realize that there's so much more to making a brand and making a product. Um, you know, if you kind of take that attitude into, uh, into uh, you know, the corporate world or the startup world, um, it's, uh, it's, it's extremely important, right? Uh, that's, that's the first thing. The second thing is, uh, is, is the fact that, um, uh, prepare yourself in, for a, a ridiculous learning curve, um, because all of a sudden, and this is, this is one of the kind of con, not really controversial, but, it's a bit of a gray area thing about working at an agency because you don't necessarily always have the numbers. You don't get the sales numbers, you don't, you don't really have that ability to adapt your messaging, adapt your strategy as quickly as you do on the client side. Um, so you know, really getting a big understanding of that, especially when you join a tech startup, because. The data is overload. There's going to be so much data that you don't know where to start, right? So I would say those two things. But what what, what do you think? Man? Yeah, I mean, for
0: me, moving because that was my first time after like 19 years of I oh don't know, 19. I think it was like 16 years of agency, uh, from digital to all through the line and all that. Coming into a tech startup and the and the marketing team. I felt like, you know, similar to what you said in your your first answer, like I felt like um, in creative, you're always in this bubble and you only care about doing like, oh, let's do the the cool stuff, you know, like let's do the fun stuff. And like you said, that's only like 5% of a client and a brand's problem. There's so much more when you go in, you realize like, oh, shit, I need to do this. Uh, there's this thing that's missing There's all this data that's sitting there that we can do so much with there's all this drivers sitting there all because if you're working with an agency you're just gonna oh i want to do something for awards and i've got this client and here's what i'm gonna go tell sell them but we, so we're always stuck in that bubble right and and uh for me that was my my i think My answer would be the first tip, get out of the bubble, you know, like stop thinking about just doing fun stuff or doing uh, things that only benefit a small fraction of people. Look at the bigger picture, look at the brand, you know, like how can you affect this brand? Because this brand also touches consumers' lives and millions of other people's lives. Like what can you do to affect a bigger group of people rather than a small fraction of, fraction of, uh, of just creative people or marketing people, you know?
1: Well, one of, one of the things that, in, and to anybody uh, anybody who's a, on, in the agency side, creative, doesn't matter where, uh, I would strongly recommend to do this, and this is something that at VML we try to do as much as possible, is uh, whenever you have the chance, uh, ask your client about two things, right? One is, um, can you come see how the product is made and come see the factory? Uh, at Aqua, we got to go, we, we didn't even go to the factory, we went to the mountain where underneath was the aquifer, and where that water had come from, right? And somebody who was a geologist or or you know, I, a waterologist—I don't know—I don't know what the title is—came with us, that expert from Aqua, who and explained to us how that water process works, what has to happen, you know, uh, how they do it, and we went from the side of the mountain in Jogjakarta all the way to the factory to see how everything was done. Uh, And we took the account team, we took the creative team because it was like, oh wow, you know, like we're not just selling a bottle of water, we're selling all of this stuff, right? And that was, uh, you know, one of the things that Aqua was proud of was Kabayikan Alam, which is, you know, the best from nature, right? So, uh, you know, I think... uh, uh, I think a lot of clients would appreciate that right even, even if you can't for for whatever reason you know But I think they would appreciate that and ask questions about uh, about those other parts of their uh, of their life Just out of curiosity to, 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 to learn about it because uh, it's completely fascinating
0: cool. We've got another question uh, this time from Saad Hussain. So work versus culture versus people versus profit Which is important, you know, which comes first and last?
1: Oh boy, uh, for me, it's always people, um, and uh, and you know one of the things that uh, that 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 I've tried to uh, implement throughout my career in uh, in various places is how can we uh, how can we work to set up an environment that is that is best for people to develop, that's best for people to learn, and that's best for people to um, to take risks um, and to try things, right? Because if you don't give, if you don't create a safe environment in order to experiment, you can't just go out and say move fast and break things or experiment, right? You've got to kind of build that environment, and you've got to make sure that uh, uh, that people feel safe doing so. So for me, it's always about people.
0: Correct, and I agree with that. I think the people creates the culture, and the culture creates the work, and the work creates the profit. If you don't have the first thing, which is the people, and you don't get the right people, the right energy. Then your culture is fucked, you know, and then if you don't, yeah. and then if you get the right people who create the right culture, then the work will come trickling in, right? My um,
1: Yeah. The 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 one thing that I will add to that is that you know this really needs to be a philosophy that is uh, uh that is worked on from top to bottom of the company, right? Um, at uh, uh at VML since I was leading the uh, the the team, it was it was easy, right? Because there was there was nobody else right it was uh, it was uh, in in the Indonesian market it was uh, it was me and uh, um, you know at gojek we tried to do the same things as well right and you know uh, certainly with teams that are hundreds or thousands it's a lot more difficult uh, but uh, but at the same time you know, uh like you said it it when you kind of invest in people and you invest in building environments for for people to succeed all the rest of that stuff follows
0: correct that brings us investing in people the so next question how's it like working with Vijay because you made the call to bring me in i remember this like you were <laughs> asking me uh, for quite a while actually to join you and then uh, it was, finally it
1: happened it was a it was a long courtship yeah <laughs> Uh, you know, one of the one of, uh, I think working with uh, with, with you was, uh, was was one of the, the, the greatest highlights of uh, of uh, you know my time at Gojek was because um, not only not only did you challenge the work, but you challenged the people uh, that were uh, that were within the team in order to uh, really push creativity, but smart creativity right uh and what i mean by smart creativity is is making sure that you're not doing it just for the sake of creativity right um and uh you know every every it's uh uh, it's fun it's also tough um and uh, and i think that that's kind of the uh, one of the key things of a strong working relationship is you have to disagree on things right if you agree on everything then you, it's very difficult to innovate and it's very difficult to push for, you know, getting big things done, right? right. And, and that's, uh, uh, I don't know, at least for me, that was the, 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 the kind of thing that, that, uh, that I hope that we would do is work on big things and get big things done.
0: Correct, and um, I mean, for me, that experience was crazy, it was just, uh, it changed a lot, like I learned a lot, like um, I'm super thankful, you know, for you to, for, to, to, to constantly, like, kept on asking me, even though I was happy in the agency life, and it was... An amazing decision to come and join you and the team in gojek and like you said you know like i learned so much from that at the same time so much amazing work was done and during our time at gojek and people still talk about like you know the pure vj time uh although it was just uh, one year back or whatever you know or a couple of years back uh, three four years back it's amazing work that the brand grew and grew people started talking and I always feel like there's this snowball effect that you know you start doing one thing two things three things leading up to big stuff that people start snowballing and talking about the brand This is something fun that we both worked on uh, it was actually a recruitment video uh, but instead of doing the normal boring talking uh, hits which we also did uh, a few times and uh, we did this 3D piece of work which ended up being a, a video that showed to investors as well for gojek back then right
2: let me guess you love making mobile apps bitcoin predictors and flippy bird games that's cute me i'm a super app yeah that's right super name's gojek baby app killing how am i super hmm school's in ready to learn some stranger things here we Go. Welcome to Indonesia, the crown jewel of the East. 18,000 plus islands but 22 billion minutes wasted in traffic. And the land of me, Super Me, Nema Transport, Delivery, Food, Repairs, Massage. Ooh, nice. Payment, bills, rewards, shopping, business. You get the point. I do 100 million orders every month. Wait, what? No, yes, you heard me. 18 plus products for 261 million people. Who are you gonna call? Me. I do it all faster than you can beam, Scotty. Still with me? Good. Thinker, linguist, say, Makasimas! To one of the largest JRuby, Java, and Go clusters in Asia. One in four Indonesians have me in their pocket. Even your grandma. Every day my riders cover 16.5 million kilometers. That's more than 21 round trips to the moon. Does your app go where no man's gone before? I didn't think so. Oh, sorry Neil. Most importantly, 2.5 million people rely on me for their income every day. I help fill bellies, run businesses, and move an entire nation. I know where do I get the energy? Wait, now going to other countries too? Vietnam, Singapore, Thailand, and Philippines? You ready? Now, what were you saying? Right, you're looking for a job. Say something. Mm, super? Come help us, Slay.
0: yeah like uh that video is a recruitment video right and then uh, being in as a marketing person and uh and for me as a creative person and all that uh, especially to you like how important is recruiting in your job you know
1: uh i mean you know it's not even it's not even just recruitment it's about uh employer brand right and uh being uh, being really purposeful with how your brand is perceived by everybody by all the stakeholders by government by investors by uh, consumers by employees by potential employees so uh, you know this is this is also one of the uh, the cool things that 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 we got to work on was uh, you know really trying to figure out a way of like hey you know how can we create a piece of communication a piece of creative uh, that um, brings attention to us as a brand and us as a product and convinces people who otherwise would be like, what, Indonesia? Like, what is this thing? Uh, to, to kind of be like, oh, okay, they're doing some crazy stuff. Um, so, uh, so, you know, from a, from, from a marketing and from a branding perspective, uh, I really believe in, uh, in, in, in what's called the whole product. And, uh, and, and taking a look as a, at, a, as a, at the brand as um, a, a collection of how it's seen by every single type of stakeholder.
0: There is a question based on uh, hiring, right? What is the qualities, and this comes from uh, Indonesia, what is the qualities you look for in hiring your creative and marketing team in a modern and challenging business every day, especially in a place at scale like Gojek? So qualities for Ooh. looking to hire.
1: Um, I always looked at two things. One is uh, a, a passion and an obsession for something. It doesn't matter what that was. Um, and um, a creative problem solving. Um, and uh, and the first one is really about, you know, uh, one of the things that I would always ask, and I continue to ask and uh, when, I, when I talk to people and I interview people, is um, what do you do outside of work? Right? What is it? What are those things that you love to do outside of work? And it could be anything. It could be knitting sweaters for stray cats. Right? Uh, it could be photography. It could be sneaker collections. You're like one of the craziest sneaker collectors that that uh, that I know. But um, you know, I've noticed that uh, that people who ha- have developed a passion or have developed a mastery of something. Um, have that type of an obsession that um, that you know they can channel towards other things, right? And from a from a creative and from a uh, uh, from a marketing perspective, that obsession is really being uh, completely uh, obsessed with the consumer and how how you are affecting and impacting the consumer's life and how you're communicating with the consumer. Uh, that's the first one, and then the the uh, the, the second one is. Uh, just creative problem solving Uh, one of the most important things at a place like Gojek is that no one has any time for you anytime uh, because everything is just going so fast so you know um, that gives you as a as a person the responsibility of of, of being able to you know make quick decisions take accountability for your decisions and try to solve your your problems in a uh, uh, you know in a uh, in a creative way um and uh, and if you're po- and if you're able to do that you're able to thrive in an environment like uh like like gojek i'm sure it's the same thing at grab at tokopedia at some of these other really really fast moving startups um and uh, and those are the types of qualities that uh, that i think are, uh, are, are 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 super important what about you from a creative side what did you look for
0: well um i like i said earlier you know i don't like people who are stuck in their bubble Uh, of course like the passion thing is always one of my favorite things to ask you know like uh, out of work what do you do that even until today that's my like my last interview question like i want to see people who are passionate in other things i think it's a good like for me why that it's because i feel like passion gets you an outlet so and it gives you a different perspective into looking at the way you do creative and work as well Uh, so you put a different angle like i like streetwear and, and sneakers so i think sometimes in a in a in a more streetwear fashion uh, industry like what would happen for this kind of segment so I think when you bring people with different passion in together, people look at things in a in a, in a different angle, right? different goggles. And uh, for me, like the most important was I don't want creative people. When I was especially in uh, like Kojak and stuff like that, who just think about I just want to I don't want artists like I don't want just create art because you're not creating art. If you are creating art, be an artist in the ro- in the in the side of the road and create something that or do something that people pay one million for one piece, you know. But you're creating work that um, affects a brand and like i said earlier that affects people how can you find creatives who understand that like who are all at least who has the potential to be open to listening let's be creative but let's be creative in the business side of things like how to take yeah. this brand somewhere else so that was quite cool this uh, another question that came in is quite interesting as well um gojek versus grab commodity versus brand in this day and age where consumers are all spoiled for choices of how important are spoiled a spoil for choice how important is brand when some consumers ignore brand and just go for the cheapest option
1: um, oh my oh my goodness this is uh, this is like the, uh, the billion dollar question yeah uh, you know what I'll tell you I'll tell you I'll tell you my perspective on this um, yeah. The best category to take a look at is the water category, right? Uh, Because at the end of the day, water is a commodity. In some markets in the world, you can drink tap water, but people still go out and buy bottled water, right? Um, And some people will go out and they'll buy Fiji bottled water for, you know, six bucks or eight bucks or five bucks or whatever it is, even though it's technically coming out of the same ground, right? Sure, there may be some small qualities that are a little bit different, but you know uh, that's when I had worked on Aqua. That's really when I learned about the power of brand because we were selling water. Um, in the in, in the context of uh, uh, of this, right? Um, commodities are exchangeable. Brands are less exchangeable. Right. Because if you've got something that you believe in and if you've got something that you stand for, uh, you feel some type of a connection to it. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a great, one of my favorite authors. Uh, his name is Martin Lindstrom and uh, he wrote a book called Biology, uh, B-U-Y-O-L-O-G-Y. And, uh, and as part of the book, he did a brain scan study about, about brands and, um, he what he did as part of this brain scan study is he took a bunch of uh, people from the church so nuns and priests and connected their he- uh, their heads to a uh, EKG or EG yeah, EKG. machine. yeah and they showed images of God and Jesus and to see what part of the brain came up and uh, and then he was like all right cool so that's the part of the brain that where religion lives right where um, support and loyalty beyond reason Right lives in that part of the brain and then what he did was he took a bunch of people who are Apple uh, consumers and they cooked them up to the same machines and showed them pictures of Apple products and you know uh, uh, Steve Jobs and Mac computers and so all this other stuff. the same thing <laughs> exact same part of the brain right so you know building a brand is not easy but if you can get into that part of the brain then you have that loyalty that lasts beyond a uh, uh you know beyond price and beyond uh that's beyond quite risk. interesting like i in one
0: a couple of my talks i've actually said brand is like the new religion uh this was some time back and i feel like you know people start believing in brands like people believe in nike and it makes them go yeah. out and do something you know
1: yeah i mean if if uh this is this is from uh Narishin, right I yep. mean, I guess the, uh, uh, the, the 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 easiest test for this is go find somebody uh, who has an iPhone and tell them that a Samsung specs is better, yeah. and see what they have to say about yeah, that. Because you know, You're probably there's the there's thousands of cheaper options but you know people will still pay premium because it's a premium for uh, uh, for an iPhone uh, uh, or or an Apple product right right.
0: so I'm gonna jump into uh, this last billboard uh, that we did well there's still a couple of one or two more things to show I like this piece of work you know this was before I I joined in and I, I thought it was smart you know like again going back into context and Indonesia the jam is crazy so uh, tell us a bit about this you know like
1: so this was a this was a really fun project because um, the, uh, uh, the that intersection was one of the worst intersections in Jakarta um, and, uh, and and people were just stuck there for 20 minutes 30 minutes at a time so, uh, we thought we would troll the, uh, uh, the people in the cars a little bit. Uh, and we decided, hey, why don't we just put this really long story on the billboard, because when you're sitting in the car at that intersection, you're going to have the time in order to read it. Um, so, uh, uh, so, this was uh, uh, this, the, first, uh, the first version was actually uh, very well art-directed. And we made a decision as a team, and we said no. Remove all art direction and make it look like a newspaper uh, uh, column, because that just makes it even more yeah. like weird and crazy. Yeah. Um, and you know, the whole story is basically talking about um, all the things you could have done if you weren't stuck reading this story in this traffic jam. And uh, and it was it was great. And this was this was interesting because um, you know uh, it went viral online right and uh and somebody asked me like oh you know what's the value of an offline campaign right and i said no this is this blends this offline and online world because it's it's something that we tactically did offline but it got all of the attention uh, online right and this is kind of the beauty of of the world the digital world that we live in now is you have the ability to be able to do something like that you've got the ability uh, like in the go international video to change the lives are just six people, right? But you can bring that experience of these lives being changed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to millions of people, right? So and the views uh, were
0: millions, you know, and uh, I, I, I love this whole offline that affects online uh, Because after that we did and our billboards in Gojek, you know, uh, we were working That was the start with the long copy ones and then we did some crazy stuff The team did some crazy stuff after that. There was this huge Uh, flower billboards that happen all around town and and, uh, then people were talking about this and uh, and i love This one was like, you know um, One was it was a huge flower billboards that usually in indonesia you'd see it as small pieces on the side But this one is massive at the same time uh, And this some some of the marketing people asked me in the team asked me like dude we're putting like another brand's logo up front and Gojek's down like you know what would people think of us I say people think you're fucking cool because no other brand would actually bring another brand and say thank you to this other brand for making Indonesia proud and the whole concept was that right about Indonesia being proud because national day and stuff like that but not many brands would acknowledge other brands and uh, but just yeah from on that whole topic about you know from offline going to online people went crazy started talking about this and I mean we just started like doing a lot of billboards started from that one billboard you and the team came up with and then it snowballed into all these other things right
1: this was this was one of the favorite campaigns that, uh, that 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 you guys worked on. My one of my favorite campaigns that you guys worked on because not only was this the insight was so local because like this only exists in Indonesia. People from award shows are probably like, "What the hell is this stuff?" Right? Um, but you not only did you hit on a National Day, but it was also Asian Games at that time, yeah, right? Yeah, we so, did that. So, uh, hijack for Asian Games. So, uh, so it was just, uh, it was just so great because, um, you know, some brands paid millions of dollars to be, keep sp- headline sponsors of Asian games. And you guys and Gojek just put a bunch of flower billboards out and, uh, and became the talk of the town, right? Cool.
0: There's another question here. I can't seem to... Uh, sorry. had to broadcast. All right. Cool. Um, so, Gojek is blessed to have both of us. I mean, blessed to have both of us. We were there before. And uh, we, would you foresee more corporate startup brands taking those kind of theme structures in the future and uh, benefit from it? Um,
1: I, you know, I, to be perfectly honest, I don't think it's for everybody um, because it's a very... Um, there there needs to be buy-in and understanding from all parties within the company right so it would really depend on uh, the the brand and the type of product Um, and uh, and, and, you know I don't know uh, I don't know about you but um, you know I think there are some things that are great to do in-house but there's also some things that is great to do not Um, in-house so I uh, I think like you said you know if you
0: have the data you have the tech which is which is sensitive you can't let a third party company or an agency work with then bring it in-house and work but if it's your like coke or another brand like I don't need in-house like I can work with someone else like data is sensitive or tech is tough you know that's why you want everybody in one place like you said not everybody needs an internal team but some do right um, so um, I'm gonna play one last piece of work before we we end off with our closing thoughts uh this last piece was one of my favorites the rich brian stuff uh was my last piece of work and i felt you know like uh you came in you did a lot of stuff i came in in a short while as well and did a couple of things and i felt like after this i like that i felt like okay winning the champions league and not doing anything although i didn't win thing, <laughs> but i felt like that was the best uh, i could do and i wanted to move on after that so i'm gonna just going to play the case study
3: This is a story of how we hijacked social media and ended up in a music video of Asia's hottest hip-hop star. Meet Rich Bryan. He's an Indonesian who's currently taking the US hip-hop world by storm. Rich Bryan has been in the States for the last two years working on his latest album. One dull evening, his tweet about how he missed Indonesian food caught our attention. Being a super app hailing from Indonesia that also delivered food, we did our boy a solid. Only problem, he was in New York! But in the spirit of our brand tagline, Pasti ada jalan, there is always a way. We were there in the US to grant his wish within 48 hours. This took the internet by storm. In Indonesia and around the world, other brands tried to jump into the conversation as they called Panjat social And it was just the beginning. Brian then challenged us to stick his latest album on our app. Can you guys do me a favor? I have an album called The Sailor, that's gonna come out soon. Can you guys put it in the front page of your app? <laughs> no big deal. We gladly obliged with the banter. Here's the best part. As a reward for the gesture, Brian stuck us in his music video for his biggest single, 100 Degrees. That three seconds of a cameo was priceless. It got other brands dumbfounded. The media went wild. Even Gojek's top execs were speechless. It was the mark of a brand success that would echo forever in the halls of YouTube. In a span of two weeks, The global news coverage catapulted Gojek and Rich Brian across all channels, reaching people far and wide, providing Gojek an earned reach that was unheard of. The sneakiest hijack saw some impressive collaborations with Orbit Gear and Never Too Lavish. Even Agnes Monica came out to surprise our driver in LA. This just goes to show that collaborations like this happens with the right risk, timing, and some sheer luck
0: cool and that that was like the last piece of uh, campaign that i did in uh, in gojek and it was like the most fun um, we were just talking about this while the video was going on and um the funny thing about that uh period and, and the rest were watching in like a lot of the management didn't know that that, that was going on like they were messaging the the message the the management group chat and only me and the the and kevin one of the other owners were like we were involved in this project and we knew everything but everybody else were like consumers or were like followers as well so that was fun um i don't know any thoughts to add to that like you you've seen that right
1: yeah i mean it was uh, it was it was just kind of taking like 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 we had talked about before it was kind of Really taking the advantage of uh, of, of how do you tell a story on social media, right? And uh, and and how do you merge uh, two of the coolest brands, uh, at the time, you know, with Rich Brian to build a story rather than just doing like a you know, hi, you know, I'm Rich Brian and this is Gojek and I order Gojek every day, right? So, yeah. uh, so some I other brand
0: was, did that. Uh, yeah. But cool. We got yeah, one last and, question and before we have a, we hit our closing thought. How is Gojek's marketing doing nowadays, based on your observation?
1: I mean, you know, I think Gojek's marketing is doing what, uh, what, what, what they should be doing. You know, they, uh, we, while we were there, we had our own vision on how to, uh, how to get things done. Um, you know, ho- and hopefully through your work and through my work, we inspired the teams in, in, in order to uh, continue working hard for the brand.
0: yeah I I think uh, like you said I mean like you said the president and then I came in and then the team as well learned from your time my time and hopefully they take that and go on and do bigger things Uh, like you know I know I ended with Rich Brian and and I and and the whole go international with the, the flower billboards and stuff like that that's nice it's big You're like use it as a snowball keep doing better keep doing bigger stuff and let you know always be the talk of town you know like don't drop don't drop that
1: right yeah
0: now. yeah uh cool so closing thoughts right beyond like um with this whole covid situation and stuff like that what is it like to be a marketer and uh, agency person at this point
1: uh, you know, outside outside of COVID, actually, because I don't think I don't think COVID really changes much, right? Uh, I, I personally think that now is the hardest time ever to be a marketer, uh, and there's two reasons for that. One is the reality, the everyday reality of our consumer changes so much, right? Uh, you know, it used to be, and I talk about this all the time when I do when I do keynotes. Is the the, the change in technology used to be measured in years, right? You know uh radio was there for 30 years before however long it was before tv was there and tv and print were there for 40 years before the internet came around and now it's literally like every week there's a new platform and there's a new thing and uh and you know we as marketers from the client side and from the agency side are responsible to kind of keep up with it right and to not necessarily keep up with it to do it but to keep up with it to understand what's going on to understand you know what in the world is the consumer doing these days right that's the first one and then the second one and this is this is also true for both uh, uh, the agency and the client side is um, everyone has almost equal access to knowledge today right this was in the case uh, you know, 16 years ago when you were starting your career, you know, going back to the earlier question about, you know, university, you uh, somebody had to go sign up for a course or go do something that wasn't as simple as, hey, you know, there's this YouTube program that's going to teach me how to become the best, you know, Photoshop designer ever, right? And it's free. So, um you know it is our responsibility as uh as as marketers as creative uh, uh creative uh, uh folks to uh learn and upskill because somebody else who wants it more than you is actually going to get better than you um and uh, and you know the competition is much more difficult so i think uh i think it is the best and the hardest time to be uh, uh to be a marketer right now
0: and and with that we're gonna end uh, this episode thank you Piotr so much for doing this I think thank um, you although it's uh, you know Uh, Hari Raya and uh, not a lot of people are going to tune in now but I feel like you know this piece of content um, that's going to go out on LinkedIn and stuff like that is going to help a lot of people marketers, uh, creative people, eh, advertising people, agency people and hopefully those tuning in live enjoyed this and I felt like you know even this whole conversation I learned so much as well and I hope it benefits a lot of other people and thank you so much for coming on and that's all. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, man. Thanks, VJ. No problem. Um, so, guys, uh, that's episode, uh, the latest episode. I can't even remember what number. Number four. Yes. And uh, um, tune in next week. We have someone quite interesting as well. And uh, thank you so much for watching this one. Hopefully, like I said earlier, you've learned a lot. Look at my Jordan shrine right at the back and bye-bye, people.
3: Porque <todic>